welcome back, Rejects, to the Full Sand Rejects. We're here today with some more of our pre-topic hijinks. We start off by paying our respects to the loss of an NFL legend. And we also send some uh, thoughts to those who are going to suffer due to a new uh, war declaration today. We will also take a look back on this baseball season and share our thoughts on our teams. And we'll finish off with uh, talking about our favorite horror movies because it's spooky season. Ooh. All this before our main topics that will be all spooky movie based with this week including Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Chucky. Now let's get into it and send it with our pre-topic banter. First of all, R.I.P. Dick Buckus. Rip. Dick Buckus, the funniest name in football. I was going to say, that is, that is a fucking name, bro. That is. I would all be hit like, with a dick. In your butt kiss? No, not in the butt kiss. I'm, I'm fairly certain he sacrificed himself so Chicago could finally get a win. Damn. Wow. They did it for Dick? They did it for Dick. So did Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! What do you say, Chicago? Yeah, Chicago. Deshaun plays for Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, we just beat him like two weeks ago. I know. That's why I'm saying. Wait a minute, I'm tired. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is what we record on Thursdays. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're out of sync here. To the editor. Yeah, to the editor. I wonder who that is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he he football. You cannot tell the story of football without old old Dick Butkus. Yeah, like obviously I'm, I'm too young or too yeah too young to remember him. Uh, we're definitely too young. He played what in uh, wasn't it before times? Yeah, and some olden times. Let's see here. Yeah, seventies. Uh, he finished. He went from nineteen sixty five to nineteen seventy three. That was close. The third overall pick in the nineteen sixty five draft out of Illinois. Played for Chicago. There's a lot of awards here. Not surprising. With a name like Dick Buck Dick Buttkiss, you need to uh do pretty good stuff. Oh you have to, or else you will be bullied. Well he sued he sued the bears once. Huh. <laughs> good. Good. Dick was an animal. I called him a maniac, a stone maniac. He was a well conditioned animal, and every time he hit you, he tried to put you in the cemetery, not the hospital. Deacon Jones, pro pro football hall of fame defensive end. He got hit in the butt kiss. How do you what happened? Died in his sleep in Malibu, California. Huh. He's fucking like 90-something. He was 80. Close enough. <laughs> Once you pass 75, it's pretty hit or miss. Yeah, that's fair. But sure, there's usually like heart disease or cancer or something. No, he just in his sleep. No, sometimes that just happens. I'm done. Yeah, that's true. Life just happens sometimes. I don't know how we're segueing this one. Yeah, I, that's uh, why I pause because I, I, I could not. There, there is no appropriate segue into this. <laughs> there, there is nothing. R.I.P. Dick Buckus. Oh, by the way, by the way, there's about a few hundred more R.I.P.s today. Oh, that's a terrible way to do that. It's an honest way to whoa, do. Oh yeah. Whoa. Whoa. What, what's 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 Harold saying? Rest in peace. Saying, hey, here at the Full Send Rejects, we want to extend our sincerest. Well, I'll try and figure out a segue still. <laughs> okay. Well, you just found out about this like 10 minutes ago. Yes, but don't be like, speaking of some deaths. She goes, did anything else happen this week? I'm like, oh, outside of the stuff this morning, I don't think so. She's like, what, about, what happened this morning? I also slept until like 11 o'clock. Yeah, it must be nice. 
<laughs> I slept till like quarter to ten. It was pretty cool. You know, you can shut up too. We have a lot of editing to do, sir. I ain't editing it. We were supposed to play baseball today. I told you before, I am barely editing this. Where's football? This comes out on Monday. Well, it looks like you have to wake up early to get it done. What the hell? Oh, I actually probably will tomorrow. See what I can do. But no, there was uh, two of us at least woke up and saw this today. About... <laughs> About the attacks on uh, Israel today, and then Israel almost immediately declaring war. War were declared. War was indeed declared. They used the. It wasn't a conflict. It wasn't a, a skirmish. It was a full-on war declaration. You know what? Fuck that shit. Fuck those guys. We're done. Well, we were talking to finish before of uh, Israel launching some like airstrikes, taking out some towers. Oh, I haven't heard about that one. Yeah, oh, there was like an a, a interview going on. Uh, someone was like somewhere else, you know, near the building. And they're asking her like what she's seen on the ground or whatnot. And next, all you see is a missile just come in, hit a building. Nothing like there's, there wasn't much damage. And then a second missile came a few minutes later and just decimated the thing. It was like a 16 story. Oh, I thought the towers were different ones. Oh no, it was like a 16 story uh, building. And uh, I guess the uh, invaders. I get, well. I guess the invaders took uh, some hostages with them, too, back to Gaza or wherever they came from. Yeah, I thought Gaza Strip got, like... Yeah, not a good time. It is actually pretty tragic. It's going to be another situation where it's going to be the people without the guns and can't defend themselves are going to suffer. People who just want to li- live their life. What a down note. Well, we can pick it up by uh, getting off this train and going to baseball. First of all, we were supposed to play baseball today. Second of all, nothing's looking up in this. Yeah, I feel like you guys got robbed, but I'm not. I'm not. You were excited this morning when I said. I'm not terribly disappointed. Yo, Liz took like a five hour nap. I was going to try to take a nap today. Why are you looking at me? I didn't stop you. Hey, Alina, Daddy's going to come take you downstairs. Mm -hmm. Now you have to get up. (laughs) If you baby her. And she, all she does is want you on the weekends, then yeah, I'm gonna tell her that daddy's gonna come get her. I mean, if I'm like, can I just lay here and just forget the world? Yep, take naps tomorrow. Play catch with your play catch with your kids, dad. <laughs> Why is our sloth falling off? Oh, Alina is an asshole. Makes sense, but yeah, um, we should be playing November though. You know, when it's crisp 45 degrees outside. Yeah, where that one's gonna get canceled for a snowstorm. Wouldn't doubt it. Come on, global warming. Are you Pennsylvania? <laughs> Speaking of our baseball, since our game got canceled today, our tournament got canceled today. I figure we can look back on our uh, teams this year, see how we uh, feel, how they ended. We have to. Oh yeah. Mine started on top, and then Wanda Frank was hey, bed for one me. of us made playoffs. That's true. Hey, the Rays did make the playoffs. I did. Either. They were just a little underdeveloped for it. For two games. <laughs> you got the joke. Yes, I did. Just like Wando Franco likes it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get it. We did make playoffs, and we did have a good year. And the only thing that sucked about the Rays was Wando Franco literally making his own bed. 
and laying in it. I think it was laying in some other beds. Listen, we're not going to talk about it. My little pony beds. <laughs> some cribs. <laughs> we did better than some teams. Yeah, that's true. Like the Yankees. Yeah. The almighty Yankees. Oh, playing like the Browns. Come here, Jordan. Don't they run into a wall and be out for fucking three months? Fuck off. <laughs> uh, it's so nice to see you guys end up so disappointed in your baseball teams this year. Wait. Is this what it feels like? I'm not disappointed in my team. We did not have 100 losses for once. We're moving up. You weren't terribly bad. Listen, we finished with the Cardinals. We didn't have 100 losses. And we did it all without O'Neill Cruz and shortstop. I feel good. Yeah, my team's just supposed to be good. My team's supposed to be terrible, and we are kind of all right. I think we could have a team out of the playoffs, too. I don't know, but the Phillies are rolling right now. I'm satisfied with how the season ended. Are you? Oh, I am. Me on top? We'll finish that rummy game later. Yeah. We're losing 450 to 60. Let's talk about yesterday's rummy game where you got slaughtered. That was a whole different day. <laughs> at, at least I had points after like four rounds. You kept going negative. Okay. And it's just a game. You, I love how you only bring up when you win a game, never when you lose one. That's not true. Like, were you so excited to play softball again, you know, today and strike out every time? Damn right I was. <laughs> I go through with all the energy in the world. I know it's about to happen. You I talk know. all the shit and I expect no results. You, you said, I'm going to make contact, but it's going to a grounder. Hey, that one time I had a ground ball to first base and they didn't move because I was charging them. <laughs> uh, charity softball. Great time. Although we, we might have a new player. Yeah. I scouted. All right. They want they good to play in the cold. What's that? Are they good to play in the cold? They're gonna. Fuck, all right. I don't see why not. I just want to play as as Waluigi. Nah. Waluigi. Nah. I ended up being a Koopa. Everyone needs a Koopa. But uh, how was your uh, fantastic year there? you, You only have like three good players on your team. Way more than that. Key Brian Hayes. Andrew McClutchin doesn't count as three players. Yeah, McClutchin's one of them. Key Brian Hayes is amazing defensive and actually went tremendous on offense this year. We have Bednar. We have a couple Asians, okay? Yeah, only one of them. O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz. He was just out all year. Brian Reynolds. I mean, you got rid of one problem. Dig Mountain was not a problem. No, but Hedges was. Oh my god, that's another one of this year. Holy and every time we watch a pirates game, you just hear me curse because this fucking asshole. Yeah, he was bad. And also Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller's pretty good. He's our new he's definitely gonna be our ace. And we have skeins coming up. Yeah. So next year's your year, huh? Next year we'll have a winning record at least. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. have to go out and sign somebody this year. We have could we need a first baseman. We don't have an actual first baseman. So we'd want of those. Develop our catcher. Get the bullpen more developed, and we're a winning team next year. You also said the same thing about Pittsburgh um, Steelers, and we are doing very terrible this year. We're two and two. That's average. 
average. You said we were going to be popular. Um, Pittsburgh is also the first team to be the sixth seed in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl, all right? We know how to get things done. Yeah. Yeah. Except fire. Like, don't god damn it don't <laughs> piss me off jesus christ i swear to god there are so many things i trust more than him i trust like a fart after taco bell more than i trust matt canada running that offense okay <laughs> i trust what a milker more than that fucking guy oh my, oh my. I, I just saw my blood pressure go up <laughs> i trust politicians like career politicians more than i do that man what yeah. Okay. I'd love to see you so lively. You looked a little I, sleepy before. Now I'm fucking annoyed. What's our next topic? Scary movies. What's favorite scary movies? You know my favorite. Scary <laughs> I know. This is how you. I, I, I got you to uh, go on a date with me. Yeah. This is how you bagged me. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite like horror movie or scary movie of all time would have is Jaws. My fear of the ocean. It, that movie might not seem scary to most people, but it's fucking terrifying to me. And there's not a lot of movies out there that can scare me the way that one does. And there's something about Pet Cemetery that just makes me, like, cringe. Those are two classics. I love Jaws. Yeah, I love it. There's a video game I used to play about Jaws. He's going around killing things. It's awesome. Sharknado? No, it was actually like Jaws video game. Oh, like the- I remember that. I didn't have games growing up, so I had I had Super Mario. Waluigi. No, not even him. That was Mario Party. Oh damn! <laughs> well, you Billy, what's your uh, favorite scary movie? Well, Jaws is definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, where my ocean fear comes from. <laughs> Love a good Pennywise, though. The good it is very good. See, I, I've always had a fear of clowns, so any clown movie terrifies me. Uh, it's not enjoyable to watch, but there, if I want something that's really going to get my blood boiling or racing or make me run up the stairs at night with without looking behind me or turning a light on, those are movies I would watch. No, if I want a scary, if I want a scary movie, I want to be goddamn scared. I'll let a clown do it. Yeah. Terrifier is pretty is uh that one creeped me out. I fucking love Terrifier. Yeah, my my father got me with Killer Clowns from Outer Space when I was younger, and I I've, I've never been the same since then. I fucking love that one too. Yeah, terrifying. Spooky. You know what movies do it for me? Like they they really like edge of the seat. Like the Insidious and the Conjuring movies. Oh, I love Insidious. Like they're... I love a good haunting movie. I just don't like them when they follow me in my dreams. <laughs> That's true. You know the first movie that I watched as a kid that didn't give me nightmares? Mm-hmm. The Amityville Horror. Really? It's probably why I have such an attachment to Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I remember watching that movie in my parents' bedroom. And we're like having like diff- all these different kinds of popcorn. I could tell myself, I'm not gonna get nightmares. I'm not gonna get nightmares. I don't, I would always watch horror movies. I love them, but I always had like bad dreams afterwards. Yeah, the first time I watched um, Candyman, I couldn't look in the mirror for a long time. Oh yeah, that one was. Disturbing. Did you ever say it? Nope. Well, nope. I said Biggie Smalls. 
<laughs> what about Bloody Mary? Nope. I was more scared Biggie Smalls could pop one up than Bloody Mary. I mean, I'll order one, but I still won't drink it. I don't find, I don't, I really, honestly, who drinks Bloody Marys besides old white women? Um, I actually know somebody who used to drink Bloody Marys. Really? My sister drinks Caesars all the time. It was someone's uh, dad who used to uh, like them in the morning. Auntie likes them. Yeah, because she just functions on booze. That's fair. I just, I don't see the, like, if I wanted to, if I wanted a vegetable soup, and to get trapped. Tomatoes are a fruit, not a vegetable. Okay, first, it's a smoothie. First of all, sir. I'll have the alcoholic bisque, please. That's what we'll call for on the alcoholic bisque. The amount of things that are the celery, the the carrots, boozy bisque. They put bacon in it sometimes. Different places, different things, and it's uh, I can't. I've tried it a few ways, and it's just. It just tastes like a really bad V8. Yeah, I can't. It's like V8 before they came out with V8 Splash. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, someone's not got on the field. It's like when you mix vodka with V8. Yeah, basically. I mean, I just I don't I've see done it. it. What is the uh, dumbest scary movie to you? Like, I don't get to my favorite scary movie yet. Oh, you go ahead, sir. Halloween. My favorite. Which one? The original. Original. So John Carpenter's Halloween. Yeah. I used to watch every one of the dumbest though. Yeah, what's the dumbest? Zombievers. There's my answer. Zombievers. Have you not seen it? No. I'm gonna change your life. I'm pretty sure Bill Burr's in it. (laughs) It (laughs) That's how you know it's good. Let me see. I'll pull up the uh Summary of it. Let's see here. Zom. Oh, Zombie Land. That's a good one. Zom- I was gonna say that one's more funny and it's not it's not scary. What about you, Billy? What is the dumbest scary movie? Velocipaster. I was thinking yes, I was that, just, that was up there too. I was thinking that one. Let's see. Here, here's a tagline for it. It is a film that follows a group of college kids staying at a riverside cottage that are attacked by a swarm of zombie beavers. Starring Bill Burr as Joseph. It's the Angry Beavers uh, sequel we didn't know we needed. <laughs> Mine is all the uh, scary movie parodies. To me, the original Scream isn't scary at all. It was more of a... Wow, fucking thanks. <laughs> you were scared of the original Scream? No, but I did Scream for this one. I Yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. Cole's birthday party is based off of Ghostface, you know, but it's just, it was one of those movies. It's just, it wasn't scary. It was more of a whodunit film. I felt like I was playing Clue. Kind of. Yeah. It's not scary. It's not going to make you sit at the edge of your seat and scream when someone jumps out at you. It was, you know, it's one of those, a slasher movie. Yeah. I love slasher movies. So do I. I do love those cheesy horror movies. I like the parody ones. I haven't seen like the eight or nine's fucking scary movie or how many they're up to. I think I only saw up to like four. I thought there's only five of them. There's a few of them. And then there was like the Paranormal Activity um, remake parodies. Yeah, I saw one of those. No, they made a Paranormal Activity um, parody. 
Oh, oh yeah, I remember. I remember seeing there, hearing about that. Let's see here. Scream, scream, scream. Let's see here. Franchise. Oh, we know. I'm looking for a scary movie, not Scream. Yeah. There might only be five, but like, there's too many. Yeah, there's five of them. There's too many. Was that the one with um, the aliens evading or whatnot? There was a few of them. I don't remember which one that was. Let's see here. There's only one not to feature Anna Ferris. Oh, they should have stopped right there. Anna Ferris made those movies. Ooh, you know it's another good horror movie. Mm-hmm. I love. I I want to see again. Mama. Mama. Yeah, those feral kids and the spirit mm-hmm. or whatnot. Oh, that was a good one. What was that one? I haven't one? seen that yet. So good. I think I, I think I have it somewhere. I, I can lend it to you if you like. When I was when we first started dating, there was a movie preview that we saw, and we wanted to see it, and we never watched it. I can't remember what the fuck it was. It was about like um. A tribal like witch. The house was haunted, and she was. You know what I'm talking about. Here, let's go back. It was like a. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like there was like a wolf or some kind of thing outside, and it was. I don't know if it was wicked. There was us that came out. That was a good one that came out that year. Annabelle comes home. Lola Rana, Ma, Pet, oh, new Pet, Doctor Sleep. There was a lot of scary movies that came out that year. Midsummer, I just have to see that one. Midsummer was is and Hereditary is. Uh, Ooh, Brightburn, that was a good one. Brightburn was good too. It wasn't scary. It was more of a suspension film. Yeah, it was fucked up. Maybe it was 2020. It came out. The Lodge, Prodigy, the. I don't know. The girl on the third floor? No, it was just like some like wicked witch movie or some. I don't know. It was crazy. I can't remember. Maybe it was 21. But it was. I mean, do you know what movies don't get enough credit? But they're not considered scary. The Dark and the Wicked? Maybe. I don't know. But uh, the Saw movies. I know one. You know, they, they have a new one that just came out. But the Saw movies don't get enough credit for being. Wait, this is one we saw. You should have left. Yeah, we saw that one too. It was that was a good movie. No, the Saw movies are the same way. Like they did too much. What What was that one movie? It came out a few years ago, where like these two kids went to like stay with their grandparents, and they went like increasingly crazy. It was like she's like, "Time to get in the oven," and it turns out like one was like a killer, and they went there just. They killed their grandparents. Wasn't and... that the twisted version of Hansel and Gretel? No, there was no Hansel and Gretel in it. It was just, I mean, they might have took inspiration from it. But, um, oh my, I'm trying, it came out like maybe four or five years ago. Um, I can't remember what fucking day it is half the time. Let's see, get in the oven. Oh, there's actually, okay. Maybe that's not it. The, oh, the visit. There we go. No, not based on anything. Oh, it's from M. Night Shyamalan. He makes some good No, you ever saw that one? No. Well, in this scene, like, it's like halfway through the movie, so she's starting to go a little nutty. Yeah. And he asks the, the, the grandmother, I probably just spelled everything before, but she asked the kid spoiler to... Alert. <laughs> spoiler alert! To clean the oven. And she's like, oh, okay. And she's like, it's not clean. You have to get in there. And she, like, closed her in there. I can't remember if she actually turned it on or anything. It was fucked up, though. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 
have to find it. See, you, you would like it. For a second, I thought we were, I thought you were talking about a Holocaust documentary. No, I, I didn't watch adult films till a little bit after that. Oh, I should make those jokes. Israel just got invaded. Uh, and this is how we get shut down. No, we're good. We're good. But before I get us uh, more tr- do, uh, before I guess no, no more trouble here. Uh, scream, Billy. Aha. You caught me as I was putting my cigarette out. <laughs> oh, the first word I've seen here is rape. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Spoiler alert. Oh, in Shreveport. That's where I lived. Oh, yes. Oh, and Florida's in here, too. So. Awesome. <laughs> hey, my, mine's in Florida, too. From Ballot Peak. God bless that state. The Florida Suffrage and Eligibility Amendment, also known as Amendment 2, was a legislatively referred what? constitutional amendment in Florida, which was approved on the ballot on November 8, 1968. Alexa, no one asked you, you see what I'll... Sorry. Alexa, stop. <laughs> you can't just be mean to work. I don't like that. <laughs> you can't just speak up out of nowhere. Especially when we're talking about spooky things. Oh. I'm taking Alex to the asylum. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be our overlord. Don't be mean to the Alexa. All right, take two for Scream. What's your favorite scary movie? For a lot of people, me included. What? We just had I, know. I know, but it was in there, and it was too late to change. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Even though we just talked about it. Uh, for a lot of people, me included, one of the answers is the 1996 blockbuster Scream. It is said to have reinvented the slasher genre of movies, and it was actually based on real events, which is terrifying, kind of. In 1990, Danny Rowling terrorized the college town of Gainesville, Florida, slaying five people along the way after leaving his hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh yeah, he killed three people there, too. Uh, what drove Danny to his life of rape and murder? There it is. There's the rape. Mm-hmm. Could it have been his awful childhood? Almost 100% yes. Let's go back and beginning, begin at the beginning of the Gainesville Ripper. You want to start at the beginning when you already dropped the hard R? Yeah, just throw a trigger warning in there now for people who might have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're putting, the, we're putting the thing up on uh, an explicit thing. on. Oh, I always do that. That's that's a smart move. Uh, Daniel Harold Rowling was born in Shreveport, Louisiana, Kodak, to James and Claudia Rowling. Uh, James is a police officer and kind of a huge dick. Uh, from the beginning of their marriage, James was an abusive husband, and upon finding out that Claudia was pregnant just a few weeks into their marriage, he had become angry at the mere thought of parenthood. From as young as Danny could remember, his father would tell him that he was unwanted and that he shouldn't have been born, all the while beating him. Uh, Claudia would have another son named Kevin, who, you guessed it, also got the shit kicked out of him. Claudia had left her husband several times, only to end up back with him after, I assume, a lot of unkept unkept promises. Oh, uh, shockingly, James was a free fort police officer, too. Uh, Danny was recommended for a lot of counseling from his school when he failed the third grade. Obviously, he didn't get the necessary counseling and failed the third grade again. So that's twice up on the third grade. You know, every time I read or hear something about Shreveport, I'm like, all right, here comes something good about where I lived. No. I started with the hard R. (laughs) (laughs) 
Pretty sure the best to come out of Shreveport was Terry Bradshaw. That's it. Yeah, you're pushing it. New Orleans is not Shreveport. I understand that, but still. Sting. Not same type. Way opposite ends of the state. Is where's where's something good from Louisiana? And you can't even say Popeyes. Uh Popeyes isn't. Uh, there's there's better things from Popeyes. Um, the food. Louisiana has some good food. There. Louisiana, Louisiana as a state has good food, but you get a lot of fucking backing from New Orleans. Those Cajun sons of bitches know how to cook. <laughs> Uh, Danny spent his teenage years searching for normal family life. Unfortunately, he did this by uh, stalking women. Uh, my personal belief is that this is where Danny's murderous mind started working, but he just wasn't up to it. He was said to have a very low self-esteem, so he probably didn't think he could actually accomplish a murder. Uh, he got caught peeping in the houses quite a few times and was labeled as a peeping tom around Freeport. Uh, once his dad caught him looking into a house, he threw him in juvenile detention for two weeks just because he could, you know, cop. Uh, Danny would also attempt suicide around this time, but he failed. Another kick for the self-esteem. <laughs> just another just another kick for the old self-esteem. How does one fail to kill himself, but manages to kill other people? I mean... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sure there's some different things involved here. I mean, I was ready to be offended at the question, and like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he he learned from his mistake. Like, oh, this is what I should do instead. Maybe. Uh, like- apparently he, apparently he like caught his mom slashing her wrist at one point, and then did the same thing. Ah. Huh. Huh. Okay. PTSD. We love this. Yeah, so he's getting the shit kicked out of him. He's got to deal with that. And he's not getting counseling. Damn third grade. That That's where he went downhill. That's where it always goes downhill. <laughs> you learn cursive and fuck. <laughs> After you learn cursive, the whole life is cursive. You figure out what the doodly path you're taking is. Uh, in 1971, Danny enlisted in the United States Air Force after being denied entry to the Navy. Air Force was second on his list. Woo! Uh, his enlistment didn't last long as he was forced into an early discharge because of his drug use and drinking. Uh, I think he was caught with weed or something, and apparently in 71 they didn't like that too much. Keep in mind, back then, what I know, beer from uh, vending machines. Yeah, from what I know, the Air Force seems a little severe. (laughs) After his dismissal, Danny married Omatha Halko when she was already pregnant with Danny's child. Danny wasn't the greatest of husband or father, seeing as his role model was uh, Officer Dickhead James. The couple divorced after only three years when Danny put a gun to Omatha's head and told her he was going to kill her. Yeah, I can see how that one might, you know, inhibit their relationship. Yeah, that might be a little more than, you know, marriage counseling. Some red flags going on there. Uh, In 1979, Danny began robbing all around the South. Uh, He was a big fan of supermarkets, specifically Winn-Dixie. He made his way all the way from Alabama to Georgia, where he was finally caught. Uh, When he was questioned, it only took about half hour for Danny to admit his guilt. He just kind of... 
Anytime this dude's in any kind of shit, no, I'm sorry. Uh, he received concurrent six-year sentences in both states. Not long into his actual prison sentence, though, Danny escaped, but was quickly apprehended by the police in a nearby town a few hours later. Uh, he's not good at being a criminal. Uh, Danny apologized again. It was handed another year in a sentence. He attempted to escape again, but while attempting to overpower the guard, he was hitting the junk so hard it ruptured a testicle. Oh, oh, oh. Well, once again, he gets beaten by police. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Rowling finished his sentence in Alabama and almost immediately robs a Kroger and steals the car. Uh, this dude's terrible at... Ro- like, he apparently got away with a lot of armed robberies, but anyone I read about, he's a fucking terrible robber. Uh, he got caught the next morning. Uh, he received another four years and actually does escape this time. Uh, in 84, he got caught again. Um, when Danny was released from prison in 84, uh, he moved back in with mom and is still super abusive dad in Shreveport. Uh, Danny would leave Shreveport shortly after by way of hitchhiking. Uh, he would go on to attempt more armed robberies and home invasions. Danny would steal a family's car, but was pulled over after erratic driving. Uh, he was arrested for the nearby robberies, too. Pleaded guilty. Once again, oh, I'm sorry. I think in his psych evaluation, they said he has, like, the mind of, like, an eight-year-old. So you think this would be the kind of person they throw into an asylum, but not a, not a prison? Aside from the apologizing thing, I don't think they knew how, like, fucked up, like, he was stalking people. Like, after three years, Danny was paroled and uh, having nowhere to go, he had to move back into his loving family. He had bounced around to a bunch of jobs that are almost impossible to get fired from. I think Sidler was one of them. Uh, during his time at home, his father was still a giant piece of shit. Uh, no, gra- no doubt degrading Danny for bouncing jobs. Uh, Danny would get into an argument with his father after losing yet another job. Uh, guns were drawn this time, and after his father barricaded himself in the kitchen, Danny would break the door down and shoot his father two times. Uh, his mother claims she walked into Danny kicking his father while asking for God's forgiveness. Uh, Danny would turn back to peeping, uh, this time stalking whole families to get the whole family dynamic. See, if we didn't have that last sentence there, or that last sentence of you know him stalking his family... And, you know, didn't have some other uh, harsh crimes being mentioned. This is a redemption story so far. Garbage on his dad. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing great. I, I wonder uh, what his next uh, accomplishment will be. Well, on November 4th, 1989, oh. the family he was stalking, Tom and Julie Grissom and Tom's eight-year-old grandson. It's actually Julie's son, but I... Forgot to change it. Um, they were found murdered in their home. Uh, this is where Danny kind of found his M.O. Julia, who was only 24, was found raped, mutilated, cleaned with vinegar, and then posed in some sort of sexual manner. Uh, Danny, who wasn't on anyone's radar at this point uh, for this kind of crime, uh, got away with it. And the mystery remained unsolved until late 1990. Uh, Danny panicked and became kind of a drifter of the South for a while. Uh, this is no longer a redemption arc. No, no, it takes a pretty quick turn. Oh, okay. It gets worse. Got it. Oh, yeah, it gets worse. 
Remember, this guy's nickname is the Gainesville Ripper. Well, true. Uh, after finding himself in Sarasota, Danny broke in and raped a real estate agent named Janet Frake on August 5th, 1990. It was uh, Janet actually survived the attack after she used a quiet and listening tactic, which is probably the only reason she survived. Like, she wasn't screaming as, you know, would be expected. Uh, so Danny let her live. Aww. Oh, well, that's good. No, I guess she just had an open house. He was getting sleep. He was talking to her between rapes, but like, maybe he was getting the therapy he needed. That's okay. That's complex. Yeah, it gets weird. Oh, it gets weird and worse. Got it. Love it. Keep going. Shortly after this, Danny would begin using a fake name of Michael Kennedy Jr. from a stolen ID he got from a break in. Uh, Michael would check into a hotel after traveling from Sarasota to Gainesville. Gators fans, what up? Chomp, Ooh. chomp. Welcome to the swamp, bitches. I don't think that's what he led with. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. I don't, but um, I, I, I have a, a, an inkling here. <laughs> uh, even though Michael Danny had a hotel room, he set up a little campsite in a wooded area by the, um, by the school. Uh, when police had found the campsite, they found a cassette tape Danny had recorded supposedly as an ode to his family, assuring them that he was a big boy. It was going to be all right before ending it with, gotta go, gotta go for a little while, I got something to do, and boy does he. I can't wait to see where this adventure goes next. On August 24th, Danny breaks into the house of Florida University students Sonia Larson and Christina Powell. Uh, Danny taped both of their mouths shut and quickly killed Sonia upstairs as Christina was his target. Uh, he had stalked them for his entire time in Gainesville. Well, I'm, okay. Uh, after binding her hands and cutting her clothes off, Danny committed a lot of different forms of sexual assault on the girl, including on the girl, including rape. Uh, after her word, he would stab her five times, which killed her. Uh, he would then go upstairs to Sonia's dead body and rape her. Necrophilia was on the bucket list, I guess. Oh, oh well, um, I'm going to yak real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it gets worse. It gets worse than necrophilia. Okay, maybe not that worse. I was going to say, like, there, there's not much up there past that. It's not great, but I don't know if it's necrophilia. As far as I know, there's no more. Oh, oh as far as you know, there's no more necrophilia. Awesome. But like, there's none in here. Oh, okay. Uh, the day after, uh, Michael Danny murders another girl, 18-year-old Krista Hoyt. Krista was his most brutal murder. Uh, after raping and murdering her, Mikey Dan would cut her, would gut her entirely, clean her body, and display her body in a very sexual manner. Her head was across the room watching all of it. What the actual shit? Okay, imagine if like he did that, but he stuck a, a, a pig's head on top of the body. Oh, now we're intertwining different movies. Yep. Oh, he'd be like John Wayne Gacy, the fucking concept for every goddamn movie. He was a concept for... Um... Anyways. Honestly, it's kind of just... Here, bro. I was kind of just referencing to where I... For six weeks straight, you were all about pigs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh wow, did we lose the pigs already? The, the pigs haven't been in, you know, mentioned in quite some time. So that's true. I had bacon for dinner. And I I, I need to humor myself a little bit because this is very disturbing. Uh, on August 26th, the parents of Sonia and Christina become concerned and alert the local police department after not being able to reach their daughters. Uh, the police presence for a routine wellness check seemed really high, sparking paranoia on the campus. Uh, the media also got a tip once the bodies were discovered and quickly arrived. God damn cameras. I am being that cop. Uh, luckily, they didn't let the families up to the room. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. That's that's the fact they put the head like across and just had it watch. Oh no, this was the first two. Oh, the first two, the one that uh, the necrophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, shortly after finding Sonia and Christina's body, um, the body of Crystal was found. Police immediately pieced together that the crime scenes were related. Uh, Mikey Dan would always take the underwear of the victims and would usually cut off their nipples. <laughs> nice. Uh, they also deduced it was the same K-bar knife used in both murders. So he took the nipples. Yeah, I heard a thing that like he was riding his bike home after the first two, and because he mutilated it so much, he had a nipple in his bag, so he just kept doing it. Well, stay consistent, yes. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to leave a business card, you may as well. You might as well take a nipple. I mean, it's a real titty twister. <laughs> I was thinking of pun and he beat me to it. <laughs> uh, on August 27th, Rowling would break into another apartment. This time it was a 23 year old Tracy Paulus and Manuel Taboda. Now, I don't think Mike Dan expected Taboda, but after quite the struggle, um, Rowling murdered Manuel. Uh, after hearing the commotion, Tracy would barricade herself in the bedroom. But Danny quickly broke down the door, bound her wrist, raped her, and then stabbed her. Uh, he had cleaned and posed the body as he does, but he left Manuel where he laid. So he posed one, but not the other. Yeah, he's in this for the girls and the shock factor, really. Oh, that's sexist. Well, I mean, he probably could have got bigger shock factor with Manuel, but... Uh, the police finally thought they had a lead um, in a man named Edward Humphrey. Ed was a bit on the unstable side, even pulling a knife on other students when they denied him access to a party. Edward had lived in the same apartment building as Tracy and Manuel, making him a prime suspect because he had anger issues, and it's kind of a little weird. He had, like, scars and shit on his face. Uh, Edward would have the cops called on him on October 30th for, uh, October 30th for a violent outburst towards his grandmother. She said she didn't want to press charges, but the police kept him for questioning as if they were trying to question him about the murders. The media portrayed him as the prime suspect, despite the fact they had zero evidence. After being through the ringer, Ed was sent to the state hospital for 22 months, which he probably really needed, honestly. Ah, uh, so, so someone got some good out of this. Yeah, I mean, it took a year of him, you know, being accused of this brutal murder. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sucks. And then he got another, like, year, to, uh, almost two years in a psych hospital. 
I'm sure he came out as a uh, bustling, bustling young guy. Yeah, I never looked up what happened to him after. I'm sure he got a car wash or something. Yeah, he's doing good. Gonna look him up. Danny thinking he got what? Gonna look him up later. He's gonna be a fucking serial killer. Oh god damn it! Danny thinking he got away unscathed, stole himself a car and went down to Ocala, Florida. Needing some cash, he tried to rob another Winn-Dixie. While he was busy making the manager open the safe, another worker was able to call the police. He's bad at being a criminal. This turned into a high-speed chase and ended with Danny Mike crashing his car. He tried to run on foot, but Florida cops are used to are used to chasing crazy sons of bitches. He was ultimately arrested for the robbery and a few other things. See, it sounds like he's good at murder, but not good at robbery. Yeah, the murder he's got on lock, but the the robberies, he, he's bad like 200 right now. Where continues? You keep making sound effects at Win Dixie. Is this some like good chain place? I miss Win Dixie. Win Dixie was a. <laughs> it was like your guys. It was like Wegmans up here. It was like the secondary Publix. It's no Publix. And no, they don't have sandwiches, but they do have. I can't explain it. Their meat was the best. Dixie's, we have the meat. It was like a classier Boyers. Ooh. Oh, so like a redner? Men's. I would say more more Boyers, a white mince meets a Redner's. Like a Quinn's with alcohol. Yeah. Because they had their own, they had like, they're, they had every department. They had the the sea. They had your own seafood department, bakery. Like, like you would do it in a giant store instead of just a small. Here's some bread. Meth. Yeah, how's the meth there? Yeah, that that's that, how you find a grocery store. Like, are you gonna find meth heads buying meth there? Take your average Win Dixie and tell me, like, not a great one, not a terrible one, like an average Win Dixie. Is there gonna be a dude out back? It's Florida. They're naked out front in the middle of the street. What do you mean? They don't hide. Yeah, right. we, we can't perform the, the usual litmus test on this. Yeah, no. We're weird, but... Last time I had Publix or Winn-Dixie, meth wasn't big. When did meth get big? Because as far as I knew, meth was always big in Schuylkill County. Yeah. No, there was a time it wasn't. Huh. Back in my day. It was like cracked back then. Thanks, CIA. It was cracked. Yeah, but it wasn't like, it wasn't super bad. Yeah. Not here. Back then, you know, like you were between cracking saying, hey, let's crush up some pills and snort them. Ah, when America was great. (laughs) (laughs) Like there wasn't like crazy. We'll also be We'll also be releasing this episode on AM radio. AM radio. Sweet. Uh, I, I guess I guess for our generation, it would be FM. But good luck finding it. <laughs> in January of 91, as Danny was in prison, the police in Gainesville find a match of DNA from his crime scenes and his campsites in Florida. This grocery store robber was indeed a match. And Danny would be very cooperative. I'm sorry. With the police when they were questioning, however, he wouldn't outright admit he was the killer. 
Danny, being a braggy kind of guy, would brag about all the shit he did to um, to the other inmates. He would become especially close to an inmate named Bobby Lewis. He had actually gotten off off of death row somehow, so he was probably pretty useful to Danny, knowing his probable fate. Lewis would get story time with Danny Mike and be told every detail of his murders. Danny also explained to him that eight was his planned number of murders, um, claiming that he would take a life for every year he was, according to him, you know, not supposed to be in prison, but he was robbing a lot of stores. Rowling never really admitted to the police what he had done. However, he had Bobby Lewis detail it to the police um, what Danny had done. So he had this other dude basically admit everything for him. So he told one guy who told the other guys what happened. Yeah, he told one guy who told the guy who, you know, basically controls his fate. Apparently he wanted that to happen, though, so I don't know. When he was questioned about his reasoning as to why he would commit these atrocities, he explained to the authorities that he had several different personalities. Uh, one of the personalities was Inead, uh, which, how clever, it's his name backwards. Uh, Danny claimed this was a Jesse James type of person. Uh, the other personality Danny had rolling around his noggin was named Gemini. Uh, Gemini was the evil personality that controlled Danny's murderous actions. Hmm. Uh, I'm not saying. This was a complete Exorcist 3 reference, but Gemini totally makes sense. Fucking Geminis. You know what? You're right. I threw it in just for you. I figured you did, and you're just so wonderful to me. Gemini's in Florida. Hey, and Freeport. Something in the water. Yeah, it's attacking on all basins. I'm connecting some dots here. In 1994, what? <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. In 1994, awaiting his trial, Danny had decided against his public his public defender's suggestion to plead guilty. Uh, the public defender advised to plead not guilty, guilty, so he would have a chance to miss the death penalty. Uh, I guess public defenders lose points if their client is executed. So I don't know how that works. It said that Danny didn't want to want to put the families of the victims. Um, to see the crime scene photos. Uh, I personally think this was just a publicity stunt to look like he was truly sorry for what he had done. Danny signed the guilty plea in an attempt to keep the evidence hidden, but it was still brought out during his trial. The judge had made sure that none of the charges could be appealed and sentenced Danny to death for the five victims from Gainesville. But wait, what about the murders in Shreveport, you ask? On March 30th of 1994, after a phone tip, uh, Danny confessed to the murders in 89 in Louisiana. I mean, what else is there to lose? This dude's already on death row. It's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, after so much, like, what are you going to do? Oh, fuck, this is a long one. Because death row takes forever, on October 25th of 2000, uh, Danny was finally executed by way of lethal injection. Uh, he had lobster tail for his last meal and just wanted to sing a hymn. Uh, several of the victim's families were in, were in attendance, which, uh, right before he had the needle, he had pulled out a note to read aloud. In order to fulfill all things that no stone be unturned, hereby I make a formal written statement concerning the murders of Julie, Tom, and Sean Grissom in my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. Hal Carter, Julie Grissom's fa- former fiancé, is 100% in- innocent 
totally pure of that crime. I and I alone am guilty. It was my hand that took those precious lights out of this old dark world. With all my heart and soul, would I, would I, could I bring them back? Being a native son of Shreveport, I can only offer this confession of deep felt remorse over the loss of such fine, outstanding souls. Then he went on to try some Shakespeare shit. He was juiced and officially pronounced dead at 6.13 p.m. It, the would I, could I was actually in it. Again, he failed through grade twice. Uh, obviously, Ghostface wasn't 100% based on Danny, and thank God for that. That would have been a fucked up movie. Would have been a great Grindhouse movie, but I'm glad it didn't happen that way. Uh, obviously, there are some large similarities throughout, and even a false suspect, all of billions do. I stand by this with Matthew Lillard's second best performance, and I will die on that hill. Uh, what are some things you noticed Ghostface, Danny, and the whole situation have in common with each other? Let us know on our socials while you wait for next week's episode. Look, I did a lead-in. You did. Very good. So, Willard's um, best performance is Shaggy, right? No, it's uh, SLC Punk. It's Shaggy. That's and great. I die on that hill. Well, it's a good thing you took us to Florida, because we're going to go back to Florida. I can't wait. <laughs> Boy, we're spending a lot of time in Florida. Well, we did want to do uh, horrific things. I can't wait to take you guys on the opposite side of the fucking world. <laughs> so, we're all familiar with the you now classical tropes in some horror movies. The possessed doll, hell-bound on murder, or bring an evil deity to life through a possession. There are few killer dolls more iconic than Chucky, the antagonist in the Child's Play franchise of movies, and apparently a currently running TV show. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. So, what was the real-life inspiration to this blue-eyed doll which contained the soul of a vicious serial killer? That's what we're about to find out as we shockingly have to go to Florida for this story. Specifically, Key West in 1906, when a doll named Robert was given to a young Robert Eugene Odo by the family's maid, who was believed to have put a voodoo curse on the doll because she was kind of pissed at the family. Uh-huh, you talked the wrong Floridian. I just said Florida in general, okay? We both know what you guys are doing. I'm not attacking specific Floridians. Mm-hmm. It was honest coincidence for me. <laughs> this cat is going crazy over this sock. She's a fucking psycho. I love her so much. Anywho, the doll is actually named Robert after Robert himself. He just kind of gave him its name. I guess he had no imagination. But the straw stuffed doll stood 40 inches tall and wore a white sailor suit. The doll also looked like something you see as a prop for horror movies, so I'll be getting around to post that on our socials for everyone to see, because it is just terrifying. Oh yeah, Robert's a doll. I've seen that. Yeah. However, Jan Otto, Otto loved the doll and apparently kept him until his death. People found the relationship between Otto and Robert to be very strange, as they were always seen together, and Otto would often talk to Robert in the first person as if he was like a living, breathing entity. It was not long before Otto's parents began to experience some uh, some new spookies happen in their house. They began to hear a deep voice accompanied with creepy giggles coming from Otto's bedroom. And could it be that Otto was just being weird? However, the parents did not recognize this voice. They also began to hear footsteps running along the staircase by the bedroom. 
The one thing that frightened the parents the most was Otto screaming in the middle of the night in a pitch that sent shivers down their bones. They would rush to see what happened, and they would walk in and find Otto frightened underneath his blankets with his belongings and furniture, and like some heavy-ass furniture, thrown around the room with Otto crying, Robert did it, Robert did it. Oh, it's jacked. Soon the house slaves, I'm sorry, this is post-Civil War, the servants soon began to lose the family due to repeated incidents. And as the word spread through the community, the family found it hard to find replacements. I'm sure they'd really cursed out Lincoln at this point in time. Yeah, they weren't really for sale at the point. (laughs) Uh, Otto blamed all incidents on Robert, such as furniture being ruined and the destruction of other toys, especially uh, his sister's toys, while suggesting that Robert was possessed by a spirit. After Otto purchased his own house during adulthood, neighborhood children reported that the doll would just randomly appear and then disappear and reappear through at different windows throughout the day. Holy shit. Yeah, it kind of just moved. I just wanted to tell you that um, the Diamondbacks are up 6 nothing, and it's the bottom of the first. Oh, there is a god. His name is Randy Johnson. It was not only Otto that made claims about Robert. Uh, some speculated the doll moved on its own, making expressions and blinking and even running around with an evil laugh. Uh, once Otto got married, he left the house with the doll. Um, however, when his parents died, well, he left the doll behind, but he left the doll. Oh, my God, I started over. I just lost my, lost my place. Once Otto got married, he left the house with a doll behind. However, when his parents died, Otto inherited the house and rekindled his relationship with Robert, the doll, to a point that his wife made several comments that he was simply being too attached to the doll. Because he never really got out of those old uh, habits of blaming things on him, talking to him in the first person, making claims that he's alive, and now he's an adult person. So it's going from kind of creepy to kind of sad. I'm saying that old habits. Oh, Danny Rowling needed this doll. What old habits are you trying to refer to here? You said his old habits. Yeah. They die hard. <laughs> Moving on. Knee <laughs> slapper. After Otto's passing in 1974, his house sold to Myrtle Reuter, who reported some mysterious circumstances occurring after finding a Robert locked inside of a trunk. Her 10-year-old daughter immediately fell in love with the doll, and soon the shenanigans started once again. They would often hear giggling and footsteps in the attic and claim that the doll made facial expressions and seemed to have like negative expressions if anything about Otto was said in its presence. Uh, however, this time, Robert became a little more violent, mutilating toys. They even found the family dog with a cord tied around its neck. And for Billy's sake, I had to clarify the dog lived. Thank you. I, I thought of you when, when I typed that. Uh, I couldn't just leave you in anxiety. Appreciate that. Anytime, bud. Uh, Myrtle would eventually donate the doll to the Fort East Martella Museum in Key West, Florida. Uh, and the legend continues at the museum. Um, some several people reported facing a variety of misfortunes if they ever disrespected the doll at the museum or took pictures of him without asking for permission or saying anything negative about Otto. So, you know, talk shit, get hit. Uh, there were a ton of people who sent Robert apology letters, and they're actually on like display. Well, like, how do you know if the doll says yes to wanting a picture? 
Does he nod? Uh, they kind of just asked, and then they went like they went for it. Oh, they still got slapped. He didn't want his picture taken that day. Yeah, no, no, no. A lot of people uh, had yeah some trouble after uh, doing some of this stuff. Uh, that will conclude my segment on Robert, the sailor doll that came to life and a doll that provided some inspiration to Chucky, who, as I'm finishing this, while I was finishing writing this, I found it kind of funny. I gave myself a laugh that it was a redheaded doll that absorbed a soul. <laughs> uh, which might have some inspiration that uh, gingers don't have souls, and that's just my theory, so I'll take that for what you will. Anywho, if you have a doll and experience weird shit, make peace with it, accept it, or send it to Florida where no one will bat an eye. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, follow up the doll is currently in Zach Bagan's creepy museum in like Vegas or some shit. Is it now? Sure is. Huh. I didn't see that. Pretty cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, You guys ready for me? I'm ready. Okay. I wanted to look this up so bad, but I was waiting for you. <laughs> Hello, Rejects. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> How would you react if you knew that one of the best horror movies ever filmed was inspired by a true story? I was around seven years old when I first watched this movie, and it was the, fir- the first night that I was unable to sleep, or nor did I dare to turn off the lights. Sharknado was out that long? Shut up. <laughs> The Zombiebers. Before we dive into this, I would like to know what a scary movie frightened you the most as a child. Let us know on our socials and maybe you'll hear one of your favorite uh, scary movie villains or uh, the real backstory behind them. So now, turn off the lights, grab a pillow, or whatever you have next to you, and let's get into the story. But before I do, remember, don't fall asleep. So if you haven't guessed it by now, I'm covering the real inspiration of Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger had the power to enter dreams and to torture and kill his victims. And when Wes Craven heard about these terrible events, he was inspired by the people who had terrible and upsetting nightmares. A family in Cambodia coming to America to escape mass genocides in the killing fields. Uh, They made it to the U.S. and all was fine until a young boy in the family was terrified to sleep. Because he felt that if he slept, he would be killed by something chasing him. He was forced to stay awake for days at a time, and eventually he died in the middle of a nightmare. There were three other stories that were of unexplained deaths from Cambodia. None of the stories were connected, um, these these deaths together, but all of them were eerily um, similar. But no one said, hey, by the way... (laughs) They died the same way. Maybe this is something we should look into. Um, Was it the same place? (laughs) The last of the men dying in their sleep was found with a coffee maker and discarded sleeping pills that he never took. This became a huge thing. Um, No one put two and two together. So it was, it was crazy. It was so, it's still unexplained. It was so like, yeah, I think this is such a non-developed area. Well, to be fair, at this point, too, uh, that's when the Khmer Rouge took over in Cambodia, and they were just massacring people. I'll get to that. It's all in Pukau training this morning. Yeah. It's in the killing fields. Yep. I, I was going to say something, and I was like, oh, let me wait till later. Oh, huh, very nice. Okay. 
Uh, this isn't the first case of Southeast Asian refugees dying in their sleep. However, young men in Cambodia were falling asleep to their deaths due to a, a fatal ailment. This was eventually named the Sudden Unexplained Nocturnal Death Syndrome. Good podcast. You know, I was going to say it, but I was like, you know, I'm going to have some respect for once in my life. You didn't hear me like, thick butt kiss. Oh, shut up. <laughs> the ailment affected young men between the ages of 20 and 30 who were persecuted in Cambodia after they were recruited by the CIA and agreed to uh, molest the North. Oh, my God. How does it feel? <laughs> You put that in there, you little shit. I did. How does it feel? Oh, you suck. You paused, too. <laughs> I jumped the line because I'm like, wait a minute. When did this happen? That's why I lost my place. And I'm like, was that supposed to I be I don't the-? remember them molesting. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute. Let me start all over. And then I did it again. You shit. I wanted to start this over again. <laughs> no, no. Are you That's funny. No, I'm no, not. You're such a dick. The original word was fight. Oh, my God. Fight? The CIA agreed to fight the North Vietnamese in the on the Vietnam War. You're such a dick. I'm like, wait a minute. As soon as I said it, you fucking jerk. Oh, I'm crying. Oh, okay. Let me regret myself yet again. Oh, it's that's great. Between 1978 and 1981, there were uh, 13 nocturnal deaths in these young men recording. 98% of those deaths occurred between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. During the year uh, 1981, 26 men uh, died for the same reason. Many of these victims were found dead. But by time the medics have arrived, if they arrived in time, both men were found with their hearts contracting abnormally fast. A lot of these uh, cases that I was looking into, like you would hear like, like family translations of what happened, there would be loud screaming, unable to wake them up, laceration marks, and um, cause of death I was also confused with cardiac arrest. God damn. There was a lo- uh, there's been a lot of speculation what could possibly be causing suds. Um, some doctors suspected uh, poor diets. The longer the refugees were living away from the camps on, um, on the killing field, the more likely they were to live. Others suspected that it could be due to the exposure of the chemical nerve agent that was uh, during the the Vietnam War. That, but that was ruled out quickly because medical examiners also mentioned that if it was a chemical agent, it doesn't make sense if it would just affect uh, only men in only a certain time frame in the evening. Uh, some felt that it would, they were being punished by the spirits for leaving, abandoning their homeland. So when I did, I did a lot of research into this and it just, before I go into this, I think it's some kind of biological genetic thing, but it doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's only, it only happens to men. There's only been a few cases of, of, of women having similar, but it was ruled out to be heart attacks. So it still only happens within that range. So sons is still unexplained to this day. Since the first reported case of Zuns, it's been there's been over five thousand cases. Ninety nine point four cases were in Southeast Asia, recently from uh, Singapore, Thailand, into the Philippines. Most cases are in China. Only thirty of these cases were reported in the U.S. after um, Southeast Asian refugees came over. Scientists 
I still believe that it's genetic disorder and it's still just a hypothetical thing. I know that I won't be sleeping in any of these countries anytime soon. Even though most cases are in men, I'm not taking any chances. Now, it was so hard to find anything outside of this. Uh, there's then other stories, but they were all quotes from Wes Cravens, and it was more so the inspiration on why he did Freddy Krueger. With the people that were saying when they were being chased in the middle of the night, they were saying it was by a straw-like man with long hands yeah. and glowing eyes. Nothing like the Freddy Krueger that we know to this day, but it was very, uh, if you look up the Cambodian like nightmares, like, like they, it all, it looked like a cartoon. It just had glowing eyes and just had long, weird hands like Edward scissor hands, but they weren't exactly claws or razors. So I think I, my hat's off to us um, to making somebody that was so terrible based off of something that happened in real life. Wow. I'm pick yourself. I thought we were going to get like, Dude who murdered and raped children. No, actually, there was there was another story that I saw of um, a guy based out of Ohio that was a janitor that they saw that they thought was weird, but there was there was um, no findings of this guy doing anything wrong. It was just a, a town that executed or or went after a guy who was just a little weird. So I was gonna do both of the stories, but this was actually something that really happened. This is what. This was the real life inspiration behind Freddy Krueger. Now, yeah, there's. Well, I feel like I went a little hard then. <laughs> well, there's a lot of different stories, but it's the internet. So it's kind of like I, I had multiple things to go off of. And this was the only thing that was concrete that there was actual scientific something behind it. I didn't want to tell a story, another campfire story that could have been based off of real story or could have been inspired off of this story, which inspired another. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this guy didn't do it, but... Uh... I'm researching things anymore tonight. Why? So I'm trying to find like, a picture of this guy, whatever. Uh-huh. And I see a thing here. What is the Chankiri tree killing field? I'm like, oh, this might give me an answer on something. I click on it. And it said, in extreme cases, children and infants of adult victims were killed by having their heads bashed against the trunks of Chankiri char- trees and then thrown into the pits alongside their parents. The rationale was to stop them from growing up and taking revenge for their parents' deaths. Yeah, that's that's insane. I started looking more into the um, the chemical agent that was, you know, that agent they, orange. Well, that they thought that would have been causing this. That's but none, an upcoming episode on that. But none of none of the cases had some kind of. There was people who had certain chemical agents in their bloodstream that was affecting him in certain certain ways, and then there was people that were um, perfectly fine. So unless it treats you like like a psychedelic, like some people who take acid, some people could have a happy trip and some people have a bad trip. But why were all these people having the same dreams, dying the same way? And how do they end up getting lacerations and marks on their body and all die of some kind of cardiac arrest? Now it here, like Scarecrow. yeah. Well, they they compared it to it does it does kind of remind me of Scarecrow. There was uh, cases like they they were comparing it to the U.S., which was be SIDS, but that's sudden infant death syndrome. Sometimes it happens, some and it can't be explained, and then there's other times you can tell that 
mommy and daddy didn't sleep and they just wanted to shut the baby up and they ended up killing it. Uh, and then there was um, sleep paralysis. People who end up dying in their sleep due to like a sleep demon. They're all from some kind of Asian descent and there's no cases of anybody dying of sons that is of any other nationality. So that's why it's making me think it's, it's, it's some kind of biological defect or hereditary. I don't know. You can't say that. I don't know. I don't know what it is going based off theory. There's no, like I said, there's, there's no, real evidence so if is there anybody that has more evidence on or any kind of better explanation for this we would love to hear it because this baffled me i thought i was going to come to some kind of conclusion but i didn't rain shining yet can they look that shit up mm-hmm. hmm. what i'm looking at it right now sudden unexplained unexplained nocturnal death syndrome the hundred years enigma Mostly ends with heart problems. Yep. First described in 1917 in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. As I explained. Since then, there's two. You didn't say anything about the Philippines. I did mention the Philippines. Did you? You sure did. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Wow. You weren't listening. You never yeah. listened. Sorry. Blame my ADHD. Wow. One month into the marriage, and this is already happening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it says um, there's two major pr- events since then. The one you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? It didn't gain worldwide attention until 81. And then there's studies next 20 years to try to figure out what happened. They found a correlation between sons and a pathogenic mutation on SCN5A, which I guess is a DNA strain. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of scientific words in here. Yeah, there's a there was a lot when I was reading it. I was I was gonna like, okay, well, this is not gonna be, this is not gonna be explained well. <laughs> when you're a scientist, you figure it out. But a lot of the a lot of the uh, experimentation or research behind it kind of like stopped after like 2003. Most findings were developed in 1996 to where their hypothetical was a genetic disorder based on neurons and the brain, you know, something like you know, I think mental disorders are hereditary. There's some people who it skips and there's some people who, you know, it, it hits, um, you have heart disease, you know, if it runs in your family, some people can have a heart attack in their thirties. Some people won't go their whole entire life without a heart attack. It's what I just don't, I can't explain. It's the death, the times, the age group only happening in men. It's creepy. It is quite strange. Well, I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> well, you are a man. You are within the age group. So. Ah, fucker. Unless you're of uh, Southeast Asian uh, descent, I don't think, I think you're okay. No, I just bang a cock here and there. <laughs> can't stand you <laughs> but yeah so if anybody has any more information I'd, I'd like to know if uh, our listeners can let us know or if there's anybody within I mean if we do end up getting our, our listeners in in any of these areas if they know anything about it they'd probably be more educated than we would be probably 
Yeah. How's Cambodia doing these days? How's Cambodia doing these days? Uh, how's Cambodia? I think they're on the recovery, but I think something happened to where it's. We're thinking of Burma. Let's see here, Cam. I think after the Khmer Rouge went down, things kind of got a little better. Let's see here. Yeah, they have elections. That's good. Oh, okay. Their current prime minister is accused of excessive crackdowns on opponents. So maybe not good. <laughs> the, description, the description, like, because I know, I, I don't know if it's just because it's in the killing fields and they have dreams that they're being chased through the field. It did give me, I don't know if, it makes me wonder if uh, Scarecrow, the story of Scarecrow and how it became a thing is based off the same inspiration. I think I think Scarecrow was based off of actual like Agent Orange. But I wonder if it's like if if it's the same background, if that makes sense. So whoever if maybe. anybody was Scarecrow or if you someone well when you do Agent Orange and you maybe if if uh, Suns pops up in your research. Yeah, just remind me. So I looked up the Cambodia's HGI, which is how they uh, kind of tell how a country's doing. Not good. 146, 146th Oof. in the world. Not great. No. Nope. Uh, not not great at all. Sorry, Cambodia. And they, they, have some, they have a nice culture over there, though. Huh, we're 21st. Yeah, it sucks to look at, doesn't it? Well, it, it's not surprising. No, no, I'm surprised we're not lower. Huh, Ireland is 8th, and they drink a lot. I know what we have to do. <laughs> what's What's number one? Uh, t- take a guess. What do you think it is? Canada. Ooh, Canada is 15th. What do you think? I'm going to say China. Ch- Why China? They don't have like, freedom there. It is uh, Switzerland. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Oh, oh, neutrality pays off. Switzerland, Norway, then Iceland. Oh. I'd like to move there. I know China's, someone who lives in Iceland. China's 79th. Oof. Yeah, way off. Huge swing in a mess. That's great. Somehow less than Ukraine, which is uh, in a war right now. Anyway. I just figured. Aim big. You know what? Yeah, you, you, you keep shooting your shot. You get those countries. Maybe your promotion of them will let us be in China. We'll be heard in China. Maybe. But before That's we scroll... <laughs> it, is, it sounds terrible. Before we scroll off even more... We will wrap this up here for us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, feel free to share us on your socials. Let your friends know, let your family know to come listen to us. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Twitter. Yeah, either Twitter. Twitter X. In the meantime, feel free to share with us how you sent it this week. Next week, we will discuss the inspirations to the Candyman, Silent Hill, and Friday the 13th. Until then, stay spooky and fucking send it. Ooh. Fucking send it. Fucking send it. <laughs>